Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, John, after we embarrassed ourselves with our discussion of movie sequels, off the cuff, uh, I might add, all, all you Godfather Part 2 people can just relax. It's a very good movie. Just calm down a little bit. Uh also i i have to say though john like my appreciation it's just tough to appreciate really old movies because they were really good for their time but then everything else since then has ripped off of it so much that like it seems like it's kind of hackneyed even though it's not fair to the movie because they were kind of the first ones to do it yeah it's it's a little like watching a basketball game from the 80s right Because you, because you know, like the evolutionary steps that are next that that should be happening, but they, <laughs> the the players on the court don't know yet. You know what I mean? So uh, you, you see them not taking advantage of the three point line and doing those things, and it, and it's I don't know. It's sort of the same when you're when I go back and watch a movie that I think was really awesome in the eighties or nineties, and then I'm like, oh, huh, like there's there's just so much that has changed that. That we take for granted. Well, I, don't know. I, I do think that a lot of modern movies are. I actually prefer action movies from like twenty years, twenty to thirty years ago to now because I hate all the CGI stuff that's like still obviously CGI. Like it's like watching a cartoon, basically a lot of these. But right, uh, you know, for yeah, when, talking about basketball, it's right. Like from a strategic standpoint, yeah, it does kind of kill me. But I do think that there are players back in the eighties that do things that you don't see today or very rare like i would say like magic mj kareem or like Shaq. like they're the, the nature of basketball is such that like the absolute best stars do stuff that even players today would struggle to emulate i would say oh yeah i mean you can go back to like dr j highlights too absolutely yeah i mean like nobody like kareem he had an unstoppable 15 foot shot that nobody could ever block and that nobody's ever been able to come close to emulating basically since then. Like it, that, that to me, I, I do sort of, I do enjoy uh, the games on that level. Um, okay. So let's get to the sequel of our veteran extension talk. Now this will, maybe we'll label this one uh veteran extensions, 33 and a third. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I picked the last team, which was the LA Clippers. Who do we need to talk about next? 
I don't know if extensions is the right way to talk about this team, but we got to talk about Washington now, don't we? Yeah, you, you know, your colleague at The Athletic, Josh Robbins, just had a great interview with Michael Winger, in which Winger basically kind of said that his approach is wide open, and he acknowledged that they are not a championship contender. Uh, but And it, he basically said along the lines, like, I, I need to get in and see what the dynamics of the team are. But he also said basically that Kuzma, Porzingis, and Beal would have to acknowledge that they are not a championship contender and want to be around and try to build something, which is sort of like, hey, guys, if you want to ask for a trade, I kind of wouldn't mind too much. <laughs> That's the way I read that, too. <laughs> especially especially Beal. Yeah, that, you know, it would really it would really help us out if you if you if you would ask first. I mean, it's a it's a little like the Lillard situation in Portland almost. Yeah, and there's a, I think the nature of Porzingis and Kuzma's situation there is it's kind of akin to an extension. I thought Josh's language also is interesting that Kuzma intends to opt out and Porzingis can opt out of his 36 million, which I thought was also rather intriguing. Yes, because I think the underlying, and I wrote about this in my column on all the player options. Um, the underlying assumption, I think, pre winger was that the Wizards were going to run it back. And go for the eight seed again. And if they were going to do that, then Przingis had some leverage where if he opted out, the Wizards would feel pressure to bring him back. Now, I don't think that pressure is there. And you wonder if for Przingis, the best option is to opt in, have another good year, hit the free agent market at age 28. And maybe he has a stronger track record of health at that point and can make the sale on like a four-year deal worth 100-whatever million. I just don't know who's out there right now that is looking to sign Chris Stapp's Porzingis in free agency. Like, who is that team? Yeah, it's interesting because he's he does have that Brooke Lopez, Miles Turner style of skill set. Not as good defensively as those guys, but arguably better offensively than they are to where he does really help your team. Like he, I thought he had easily the best season of his career this year. You're always worried about the health, but that really hasn't been an issue for him at all since coming to Washington. And he's a really good player. It's just a question of like, you know, are, is he a max player? Like, I, I don't know the answer to that, but there he, for example, I think he would be, uh, and also like he wants to shoot a little bit more than some of these guys too, but he was actually like efficient as a post player. That was the other thing that really changed for him this year. Like if you were a Houston Rockets and you don't end up getting James Harden, like I think he's a guy who really could help a lot of these young teams by just being able to space the floor and also just protect the rim a little bit. Um, So that's maybe they're even, I mean, if you weren't worried about the health, there maybe should be more of a market for him than there is. Yeah, I, I I guess I feel like like some of the teams that where he would fit, they already have a guy, so it doesn't matter. Like Indiana is a perfect example. Like they already have Miles yeah. Turner, so they don't need Porzingis. They have cap space. They have guards who can play with him, but you're not going to play Turner and Porzingis together, right? Or it's going to be a suboptimal combination, certainly. And so I, that one doesn't really fit. Like it was just hard for me to find – that team that is really the right fit for him right now. And I think that it's that way with a lot of these bigs that, that you're really trying to thread the needle a little bit because you usually only have one of them on the floor. 
We don't know what's going to happen with Miles Bridges, but I would love Chris Apps Porzingis in Charlotte. I think he would be a great fit there. I think he'd be a great fit in Houston, like I mentioned. Uh, I think there's there's just a, a lot of places where just ha- having would be pretty... Like, he would be a great fit in Detroit, except they have... 947 bigs already but yeah he would he would could actually like space the floor for them which they, they don't really have oh he now, would I he think, would fill the, yeah. he'd fill the role of having a good big <laughs> so the thing about him that i think is also interesting is if he opts into that 36 now because the they've relaxed the mellow rule larry coon and i talked about this yesterday that now you don't have that six months trade restriction as long as you do only a four-year extension which includes three new years mm-hmm. if you're in the last year of your deal and you can go up to 120 percent raises so that really would probably be enough for him you would think where if he opts in and then were traded even if that happened at the deadline like he could sign an extension that would probably be palatable to him uh, like to me i i, I don't want to lose him for nothing if i'm the wizard so i i would hopefully re-sign him at whatever unless yeah. it's just some crazy deal right like he is eligible for a, a five-year deal that would be massive you know 30 percent of the cap so you don't want to necessarily go there but as long as it's a tradable deal i think you bring him back see what your team is and uh, you can pull the Portland-style pivot if you need to during the year to tanking if it's clear that you're just not going to make the playoffs again. Is he eligible for a no-trade clause? <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Uh, I, I he would. Uh, I think if, if he went back to the Knicks, I think he actually would be. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> he actually if he, if he, he, would be, if he, he would opted be in nice on the Knicks, but if he opted in and extended for like. Three years between 100 and 110 million. Maybe there's like a little bit of like a a trigger on the fourth year guarantee or something. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty palatable for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, and then Kuzma, you know, he we probably doesn't deserve to be in this extension talk because he's he's just going to get more than that, uh, and he's going to opt out of his player option. Is he though? As long, yeah. Is he though? Like going to opt out of his player option? No, no, no. Oh, uh, you're right. He is going to opt out of his player option. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I was yeah, looking I mean, at his it, extension yeah. amount, and I was like, that's not out of line for Kuzma. But you're right. There's a there's a 13 million year that happens first. So he oh, he's, yeah. he's going to opt out of that. Yeah. Well, and also I think he's going to get more than 20 a year. I think he's going to be like 23, 24. Wow. Uh, I would not want to be the team that signs that contract. No, me neither. But he's a he's a wing who defends okay and averages twenty points a game. Monte Morris is an interesting one, making nine point eight million the last year of his deal. You would think maybe something along those lines might end up uh, being palatable to both sides. Continue maybe a little bit of a boost kind of more into Tyus Jones reigns or I think Tyus got paid a little more 15 million over two years because it was a shorter term deal how old is Monty Morris right 28 yeah so that's something where paid kind of the evolutionary amount of what he's making now of like third guard but can step in and start for you type of money that's that seems like one that would make sense and he would be eminently tradable on that deal also he's he's not really like a I at the Nuggets I will credit them for realizing this that because of his small size like there aren't really great teams don't pay a ton of money to back up point guards or kind of undersized point guards but he still is a, a quality backup who can come in and start for you hit shots doesn't turn it over yeah 
I, I think that's so. about, I think that's about right. It, it, would you go like two years, twenty five on him on an extension? Maybe even get closer to thirty, given that you're not starting him until one year further out. You still got the one year left at nine eight, right? Yeah, yeah. That that seems. I think the the Tyus Jones approach is, is one that would be a pretty good comp for him. Those guys are pretty similar types of players. Jones is a little younger, but uh, okay. That's it on Washington. Let me pick one here. How about? Hey, uh, Rudy Gobert is extension eligible for the Wolves. Uh, you know who else is extension eligible that on the Wizards that I'm upset that you didn't mention is oh, former, former Virginia Cavaliers star Anthony Gill. <laughs> I thought I thought Dan was was totally thorough in putting together this list. Uh, uh, oh wait, 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 no, no, I'm sorry. Actually, he's he's not because he's it's. I'm sorry, he's 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 not on a three year deal. I don't think. I think he did a one year deal and then a two year deal. So I'm, I'm uh, mistaken. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See that. There you go. Don't, never question Dan, John. Just don't do it. But Anthony Anthony Gill should be should be eligible for a max extension if if the world were fair. Uh, sadly, it is not. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this is some of these are just hilarious. Like Minnesota Rudy Gobert eligible for an extension already. Uh, Mike double Donnelly, double I don't down think, on yeah. it, man. See? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that would be uh, infinitying down because they, they, <laughs> they more the double data and Rico Bear already. Uh, let's talk Milwaukee though, and Chris Middleton. I, he's, that's really more in the free agent discussion. But yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's the one. Three years, one seventy. Is eligible to sign that September twenty second. Is that is that his best move? I guess that's the only question. I mean. Surely you offer that if you're Milwaukee. I mean, it's not even Surely. a question. Uh, so the only question then is if you're Giannis, if you feel like you're better off waiting another year and sort of having that hovering over the bucks for another year, pressuring them maybe to spend a little more, do a little more. Uh, and you can you can see where things are then in 24 because you'd be a year away from free agency at that point, or you could sign the big extension. You could kind of go either way with it. Yeah, the the because he's already making the thirty percent max, so he'll he'll just that'll continue to. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, he's already making the thirty five percent max. Correct. It doesn't yeah. a better extension that he signed. I think a lot of this, of course, will depend on what happens this off season with. Uh, Chris Middleton with Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday is also eligible for an extension, I believe. So it's, and also how much does he believe in this group? They have a new coach. They want to see how that's going to go. If I'm him, I wouldn't sign it for a number of reasons because he's one of these guys where if he tears his ACL and misses the whole season this year, he still is just going to get whatever he wants. Yes. After that. And and we've seen it you know, like Kawhi Leonard got a four year max coming off a torn ACL. Like, it would take it basically an unprecedented career ending type of injury to just for a player of that level to not just get a max coming yes. back. And I think too, you mentioned putting continuing to put pressure on the organization. You also even might want to just maintain some flexibility to take a little bit less with the second apron rules, though he still has uh, two guaranteed years left on this one uh so if i were him though i would want to wait because another reason i would want to wait is the kevin durant is an example of this you don't want to have a high trade value if you want to get traded <laughs> yeah yeah you you, you uh so because you're saying that 
that it would cost his new team less if he, if he only had one year left on his deal. Yeah, I don't think players ever think that way, but I would think that way. Right? You don't you don't want the new team to have to give up Mikhail Bridges and because number one, generally a guy is worth less if he isn't uh, if he has less on his deal, right? Like just the tr- the overall trade value is lower, and then you also can pull the Anthony Davis where you say, "Hey, I'm in the last year of my deal. If you send me somewhere that I don't want to go, I just won't resign." So then you can dictate your destination, yes. and that destination, might, and that destination might be a team that doesn't have as many assets, but now you can at least whatever assets they have uh, will have to be enough for the bucks. Probably there's also kind of, there's a feeling going around. I don't know if you ever got this impression that when he signed the designated player veteran extension in 2020, that the bucks are sort of like, Hey, you know what? If you really do want to trade, like we'll just work with you on it. So maybe, maybe there's that feeling as well, but I, I think we're, we're too far ahead of it right now. We don't really have all the facts in place of what their roster is going to look like on September 22nd. But I, I, whether I wanted to stay there or not, I don't think I would sign that deal if I were. Yeah, I, it, there's, there's just too many advantages for him to wait right now. And there's not, there's, there's not the same risk issue that there is with some other players. A, because he's already made a shit ton of money, but also he's going to get paid no matter what. Yeah, and then Holiday, he's got the player option for next year, but that would be at 34. I think you just you got to wait on that if you're the Bucks, unless there's a very nice deal. Drew Holiday's a very good player, but he does not show up as extension eligible on this. He should be. I'm not. I'm not seeing him on our. Uh, on our I know. List here. Maybe I'm questioning Dan now. Maybe I'm gonna. I think I saw elsewhere that he might be though. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm the one who's gonna have egg on my on my face for this. But I'm pretty sure he signed he signed a pretty long deal and it was two years ago. So that he should be eligible again. Dan's just taking strays here, man. He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> I'll message him right now. I'll see it. See if he's uh... so okay. That's I think that's about it though. Uh, on if I'm Milwaukee, unless he wants to re-sign for you know, I guess a two-year, fifty million dollar extension or something, I think I probably would hold off. Uh, at that point, you kind of end up maybe getting into Kyle Lowry territory with him on on a potential new deal. And that's another one of these ones we talked about last week where it's just, hey, if things are going well and you get to the finish line on that, or you can just do it during the season too, uh, yeah. as far as uh, Drew Holiday and his free agency, that you, you can offer him more money than anybody wants to be on a winning team. If things are going well, you can keep him around. And I think you can still... You could still move him at the deadline if you absolutely had to and things were just not going well and you're just totally pivoting, which I, of course, don't really see happening. All right, who's next to talk about here? Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time to dress up rather than dress down, I highly recommend Inochino. They were the official outfitter of my wedding. I got my tux from there. All my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well. I felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly. Because when you go somewhere else, you're not going to get something that's made for you. So why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed 
to tailor for you and not only does indochino have the suits that made them famous but now they've got everything blazers pants women's wear outerwear designed and made for you hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from european wools linen cottons tons of colors tons of patterns you can customize things like the lapel the vents the pockets and you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style so level up your game indochino go to indochino.com and use the code per easy to remember because john invented it use per to get 10 percent off any purchase of 399 dollars or more that's 10 percent off at indochino i-n-d-o-c-h-i-n-o indochino.com and don't forget that per code to let them know you came from us I remember after college, before I was going to move on to the next chapter of my life, my buddy and I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina to work some summer jobs and hang out. We had a great time, except for his car. His car was awful. We called it the POS. It was like a 91 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. We're allowed to talk about Oldsmobile now that it's a defunct brand, right? Is that okay? This thing had the turning radius of a World War I battleship, broke down all the time, just a, a miserable vehicle to drive. And when customers are rushing to your store, you want a point of sale system that you can trust, not a real POS like my buddy's car. You need Shopify for retail. It makes it easy to accept payments, manage orders, and build relationships with customers. You can sell in person, backed by everything that you need to sell online, track every sale across your business in one place, know exactly what's in stock, connect with customers in line and online. You can drive in-person store traffic with plug-and-play tools for marketing campaigns on social media, Get great hardware that fits your business, accept credit cards, mobile payments, every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing starting on day one. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PER. All lowercase, easy to remember slash PER because John invented PER. Go to shopify.com slash PER to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash PER. Should we talk about... uh... AD with the Lakers? Yeah, he's one eligible for pretty much that same extension as Giannis. Three years, $170 million. And his problem, though, is that wouldn't kick in until two years from now. For some reason, which I don't understand, if someone wants to explain this to me, they can. But he has an ETO rather than a player option on his deal for uh, the 24-25 season for $43 million. He could be eligible to make a lot more. But once you exercise an ETO, you cannot extend. So it may just behoove him to play out this last year and then sign a new contract as a free agent once he exercises that ETO. Because otherwise, he's locking himself into, if he extends, he's locking himself into $43 million next year when he could get $48, 49 and then have a five-year deal built off of that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he might be getting close to over 38 rule at that point. But he's, yeah. Now, the one thing you could say, though, is he's had enough injuries. He actually went for a longer deal uh, after they won the championship than people expected because of that, which maybe turned out to be the right move. So if he wanted to opt into that ETO, then he could extend for that three years, 170 on top of that. And maybe that's just so much guaranteed money, particularly... For a guy who is, I think he, let me see what age he is. 
who's 30 now, so he would be 32 when that kicks in, to just lock that in for your 33, 34, 35 seasons, maybe that would just be worth it to do anyway at this point and forget about the fact that you would make $5 million less in the uh, in next year's, the 24-25 season. Right. Well, especially because he's, he's where he wants to be. Like he's, he's not itching to get out of there. So... That's 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 an interesting one. Whether whether he wants to play out the year and kind of bet on himself a little just to get that extra would probably be about twenty five million or so. I guess he would get the extra year too if he got if he got a fifth year out of it. Although that's the part where the Lakers might be like, oh hey, whoa, like <laughs> so yeah. It is going to be such a fascinating year for the Lakers. Yeah, so I think if it were me, I probably would just take that as AD, given the injury history. But he might be interested in trying to get even more than that. Uh, the other interesting extension case here is Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, that seems sort of the like high single figures seems about right for him. Yes, and they, so they can go up to 16. He, he's going to make 4.7 this year no matter what. So it seems like they have enough room in there to to hit the to hit the right number uh, if they decide he's a long term piece. Now it it hurts some of their flexibility, but I as long as it's built around LeBron and AD, they don't have a lot of flexibility either. Like their cap room scenarios, as they're finding out with the Kyrie stuff, are kind of a dead end for them. They're going to end up paying Austin Reeves and and probably a couple of these other guys. So I think they're going to be operating as an over-the-cap team, at which point you want to pay to retain players. So I, I think an extension for Jared Vanderbilt makes a lot of sense if, you, if you're going to go, I don't know, three years between 25 and 30 million. Yeah, the only reason you wouldn't do that would be to maintain his tradeability. On this current on the current one year that's left. Yeah. Yeah, because there's although I mean if you extend him though, I mean that still should be movable, especially at his age. Oh yeah. No, I mean just legally because it would be too much of a raise. Let me actually look that up. Sorry. Sorry we're so unprepared here. Oh, I see. If it if you would be limited it, trading him in season. Yeah, but I let me double check on this. Now John gets to wait while I dive through the CBA term sheet again. Ah, yeah. So they could he would still be tradable as long as they don't go more than three years because you could go to one hundred and twenty percent of the estimated average player salary with that deal. So if they wanted to go three years and ten million per season or something, that would be totally fine. He could be tradable immediately on that deal. Aha. Uh-huh. Sorry, guys. We're we're learning the new CBA right as we go through it. It hasn't even come out yet. But um, yeah. So so that one I think was, I don't know if I want to call it a no brainer, but you. He would be eminently movable on these those deals. He's a good player, particularly in the regular season. Yeah, he kind of causes trouble at the end. And he could also be on, on a different team where it wouldn't be so miserable in terms of the ability to uh, space the floor, like against Denver and, and against yeah. Golden State. He kind of got phased out when I say towards the end of the season. So let's. Uh, I think that's everything on them. Let's get to, this is an interesting one, the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. So... You're talking about Vit Kreshi, right? <laughs> think, oh man! I think when, I, it, when when somebody when somebody celebrates on the sideline with that much wonder in their eyes, I think I think you really have to make sure you lock them down long term. Yeah, it is. Uh, so in it, a, it, in a, in all seriousness, you're looking at Dejounte Murray and Clint Capella. Murray, 
I think even with the new rules, the number isn't quite high enough. When you're going to start him at 25 and a half in 2024-25, I think he's better off just going to unrestricted free agency. Especially since I do wonder if he wants to go someplace else where he can have his hands on the ball more like he did in San Antonio and have a better chance of making the all-star team and whatever. So I, I think that's going to be a really interesting situation to watch. Capella is interesting because they already extended him once. He's still a good player, but the way this team's cap is set up, you wonder if he's going to end up being the casualty because I think what they would like to do is trade John Collins to get themselves back below the luxury tax. But they've been trying that for two years. They haven't been able to do it. And you just wonder what the trade is out there that's going to enable them to move off that contract. And if they can't do that, then is it time for them to look at either trading Capella in in season um, and promoting a Kongwu, playing John Collins more as a small ball of five where he probably has more value and kind of reorienting the team that way. And it's a big risk because... Capella is a really good finisher, you know, with Trey Young and Trey Young and pick and roll. Okongwu is not at that level, and Capella gives him a lot still in defense and rebounding, even though he's lost maybe a half a step from two years ago. So he's a really interesting case. I would probably just ride that one out another year if I was the Hawks. Yeah, especially because you'd have to do it with two years remaining before the season even starts, and he's exactly. twenty nine already. So you're it's kicking in at thirty one. I don't. I mean, I think it's already kind of questionable value for him these remaining two years. I wouldn't want to tack more on to the end of that. But I do want to go back to Murray. I've always been lower on him than many. I think that that perspective was somewhat validated with what happened, that he didn't particularly improve their fortunes this year. I don't think that let's give the ball to DeJounte Murray all the time is the foundation of a great offense when he doesn't get to the line, he doesn't get to the basket, and he's not a great shooter. It's mostly leading to a lot of mid-rangers or passing it to guys coming off of screens for his his assist game because he doesn't have that much on-ball gravity. So I think you know, four years, 114, that to me is totally fair value for him. Like I think he's about the 15th best point guard in the league. That's where I have him. That's maybe like slightly low, but when he, I, I don't think he, he's kind of similar quality of player to me to Fred Van Vliet, but I think Fred, and he's younger too and bigger, but I think Fred's skill set travels to more places and he can play on or off the ball more easily than Murray. I don't think Murray's defense really proved to be the game changer that a lot of people thought it would be. Uh, I think he's kind of overrated there. So that actually is totally fair value. I, it's just, I think the rest of the league doesn't see it that way. Well, and I think DeJounte or, Murray doesn't see it that way. Is yeah, the other okay. Part. Right. Uh, and, and and you mentioned the idea of like, the other thing too is they can go into the season on this one as well. But he is a guy who's got a torn ACL in his past. He hasn't made like that much money in his career Just to pocket another 114 right now. That's not, I don't think that would be an insane decision to make. I, I surely you offer it if you're Atlanta, but I, I don't, I don't see a scenario where he takes it. Yeah, and frankly, you probably want to offer it as Atlanta the moment it's uh, available because then you could trade him six months afterwards uh, as well. Uh, we have an answer-ish from Dan, by the way. 
okay. on Drew Holiday. Because Drew signed a five-year extension, it does not appear it's actually three years after signing the extension rather than two. He does have the player option, but as best we can tell, at least right now, the player option counts, even if it's declined, uh, to make it a five-year deal. And so then you have this three-year waiting period, so he would not be eligible as of now. But uh, we'll continue to try to, to dig that up. I know people are just going to be fascinated for the outcome, but uh, I will say Bobby Marks does not have Drew extension eligible, so I, I trust him okay. on that too. He, he might have even just checked with the league on that one. Okay, your pick. Uh, this, You know what makes this hard for me is that I am way screwy jet lagged and I don't totally remember who we talked about last week. <laughs> Yeah, you've been all over the place, huh? All right, I, I'll I'll make the next pick, though. Okay. Chicago Bulls. Oh. Yeah, you've got DeMar DeRozan is the most obvious. Your other candidate there is Alex Caruso. I would I would extend Caruso. He, he's eligible to make up to 55. I, I know he gets hurt all the time. He's uh, 29 now. Man, I would still extend him. I, I just think he's really good. Especially he's got two years left on his deal, and the last of which is three million dollars guaranteed, which you'd think they would pick up. So it, it would be so extending out for his, he'd be thirty one basically when the extension kicked in, and you want to go three more years from thirty one to thirty three, but it would be yeah, not too bad, fifty five million. Do you think he's more tradable when he has that extension signed, or? Without, I, I don't think so. I think you can always just do the extension later. He's not going to be a guy who's going to be making twenty million. I think that'll yeah. probably end up being enough. His offense fell off in somewhat worrying fashion. You got two years left. I don't see a ton of urgency to do it. Maybe you would add. I might do it for like adding two years on, right? Or if you went slightly less on the amount, then then you could maybe get to a get to a good place. Now the other thing is that, that actually that partial is a little bit of a game changer because that you give up that flexibility once you sign the extension. Yeah, I suppose that's right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict myself slightly then. Yeah, that's another one you'd have to do it before. And I think DeRozan to me is the one that's super interesting because his max extension would be four years, hundred and eighty million. So you're talking about in the forty million dollar range to start. That seems like a lot. What do you think would be a fair deal for him, considering his age? He can't be a free agent, obviously, next off season, and uh, he will at that point be thirty-four. So, uh, this is where you get into like what the hell are the Bulls doing? Because the the thing that they should do now is rebuild the team, and it doesn't seem what, like what they're. Year, what year is this? <laughs> <laughs> And it seems like what they're going to do again is just is just run it back with, you know, re-sign Vooch, White, and Desunmu, run it back, and hey, let's, you know, we almost beat Miami in the play-in. This is our year. Yeah, they would be, if they had just won that game, they would be right where Miami is right now. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, I guess the question, if I'm the Bulls, this is one where he's making just less than 30 this season. Can you do 
a deal that's like two extra years, maybe three with a, a partial guarantee, kind of that Chris Paul style of deal again, where the last year is half guaranteed for about what he's making now. Yeah, that's that's the one that's probably the sweet spot is if you can pull off something like that. And, um, and he's still tradable also at that point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, now, does I, he want to do that? I don't know if he. I don't know if that's what that's the deal he wants to take, or if he thinks. I, I, I think can... at thirty four, for kicking in your age thirty four season, he took a little bit of a step back last year. I think you would have to take another, call it a hundred million with eighty five of that guaranteed. I think you'd probably would have to take that. And I, he's defied my expectations immensely in Chicago, but he didn't play quite as well last year as he did the year before and if you price in a gentle decline i'm not sure that he's going to be this mid-range monster who's just going to be able to kill everybody in isolation two three years from now and when he can't do that anymore then it's basically done for him. yeah that's that's the thing he's he could be a tough guy to find a role for once he once he stops being the best or second best offensive player on the floor. Yeah, I guess the, the question for Chicago is, are you really going to get that much for him on a trade after this year on that contract? I would say no. I don't think that he's worth so much more if you extend him than if you were to just move him this year, move him at the, at the deadline. And so I, I think, and there's of course a lot of downside risk to doing that. So to me, this is one where let's just play it out if everything's going well, if we want to bring him back and we had a great season we have the ability to do that otherwise i think the downside eclipses the upside of that deal if i'm chicago wouldn't be the first time uh, we said that about the bulls marco simonovic okay sign him up let's go listening to your favorite podcast that's smart earning your degree online from southern new hampshire university that's really smart with 24 7 access to coursework no set class times and dedicated student support you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cleveland. Cleveland. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Don't see him signing it, but three years, 145. Surely you, I mean, you have to offer this if you're Cleveland. Of course you do. Yeah, you're, and this is another one of those ones, 2017 draft, probably just doesn't make sense to sign it. Now he cannot get the designated player veteran extension, but I think if you're Mitchell, he's another guy, doesn't have any major health concerns. Just play the year out. You could sign a four-year extension, or also maybe you just don't want to be in Cleveland anymore, and you you only have one year left on your deal, and you can just pick your destination. If you sign this extension, you risk maybe being traded to the next Cleveland or just being stuck there if that's not what you want. Not to say that he wants to leave necessarily, but no reason not to keep your options open at this point. I think the ability to be a free agent is worth more for Mitchell, who's already made a ton of money in his career, than locking in at this age before the start of the season. Yeah, that that seems right to me. How about, let's talk about Golden State here. 
Clay yeah. Thompson. Yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, so Warriors in general, just a, a fascinating study right now, right? Between Myers leaving, the rest of this team aging slash getting more expensive, the new CBA basically throwing the book at them. It's going to get hard Poole here. sucking all J- of a sudden. J- Jordan Poole going from $3.9 million to $28 million this coming year. Yeah, they, they are in a world of hurt here. Uh, so Draymond Green is eligible for an extension. What I would try to do if I were the Warriors would be to get him to opt out, re-sign at a lower number for even if it's four years, um, just because of what that does to the to the tax number for this year, yeah. which is going to be astronomic no matter what. And you just got to, you just got to, like every... Every million you cut is worth six or seven, right? In terms of the tax payment. So if you get, if you have to go four years, a hundred on Draymond to get him down to like 22 this year, well, guess what? You saved like 40 million just by doing that. That's pretty remarkable. And things, the other thing to remember is with Clay making 43 next year, that's going to be a lower. Now, I don't, I, you imagine that he would be back there unless the, there's just something crazy happens, but it, that'll be a much lower number in 24, 25, and that will hopefully make everything more manageable. It's, I don't want to say it's just one year because you still have a lot of expensive players on this team, but that's, that's the number even more than pool making 28. That's probably killing you right yeah. now. And yeah. so I guess the question just with Thompson is that doesn't really affect what happens this year, but it's more just what would be an extension that you would offer as Golden State going beyond next season. For reference, Clay Thompson will be 34 next offseason. I mean, I I think I'm lower on Clay than some people. I, I would probably look like two years between 30 and 35, have him on the same timeline as Steph. That seems too high to me. 30 I'm to sorry. 30, oh, that's oh, a total. About, oh, okay. Not yeah. an annual. Yeah, more like 20, 20 million a year, 17 million a year. Yeah, it just kind of starting shooting guard money would be yeah. my thought for a couple of years. That's, yeah, and, the, and you make a good point that his staff expires at the end of 26, so you you have Clay there also. Yeah, I, that that would be the offer I'd make of just, hey, you're a starting shooting guard. We'll pay you like a starting shooting guard, and maybe that's not enough for Clay. This is another one that could just go into the season as well. And for Golden State, because he doesn't have trade value on that $43 million, most likely, this is another one where I wouldn't be terrified of going into next offseason with him just as a free agent. And we'll just see where everyone's at at that point, how the season went. And if things are going well, usually guys will be back. And so that I, unless he's willing to take something that I would consider to be team friendly, like what we're talking about, I've got no problem going into the offseason with him as a free agent next year. They are... I mean, their their off season now is just fascinating. Between you know, how how are they going to come up with depth pieces with this new CBA, and do they do they need to trade Pool? What's Pool's market right now? There's, do you think there's a team that would just take Jordan Pool? They have to even attach something to him at this point, right? I I, I mean, he, he did. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's a team that would just that would just well, especially a cat like a, a room team that strikes out on its first three options and it's just like fine, just 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 send them over Detroit or Houston or somebody where the, where they have a bunch of cap room. I mean, San Antonio even 
Yeah, they, it, I mean, like, they need someone ridiculous? who can actually. Yeah. They need someone who can actually dribble on this team. I don't know that that's. I think though the problem with San Antonio is it's not this year; it's the future years that they want to. They think people will want to come play with Victor Wembanyama, so you might as well just hold your flexibility open for a bigger score than Jordan Poole in the end. So I, I would not do that if I were them. I mean, maybe the other sort of deal is there's a team that has a contract that they don't love that they could send back for a guy who makes less. You know, like what if it were the Nets for say Joe Harris? Uh, and, and maybe another expiring. I, I guess that doesn't really save Golden State that much money. But something along the lines like, hey, this guy's also overpaid, but he still makes less. Yeah. Well, if you're trying to get at the way you do that, if you're Golden State, I think is you trade Jordan Poole for Joe Harris, and then you stretch Joe Harris, right? Yeah, maybe that's it. Particularly because you're less impacted in future years presumably with clay or like uh, to what about orlando i think it's just it's just going to be tough to move pool right now he's at such an adr after those playoffs he had moments this regular season although it wasn't as much as everyone was hoping for like when he played without Steph, he's put up numbers maybe not incredibly efficiently but if you're i think he just is going to have to come back and start playing better again for them to not have to make a terrible trade and I actually think he's an interesting buy low opportunity given his age and that he's he's demonstrated he can do this, right? So him forgetting how to dribble and how to play basketball and all this, I I I still have to have faith that that's going to come back. If you're in Orlando, Orlando's been like Slater has floated that around as a possibility, right? If you're Orlando, would you you could take on some extra money with him? Would you be willing to send back Gary Harris and enough filler just to match the salary? I mean, they even have cap space, right? So they could even do just send back Gary Harris for him. If I'm Orlando, the question I'm asking is, how much different is Jordan Poole than Cole Anthony? Yeah. And the other question I'm asking, same as I just went to the Spurs, is just, I, I think, like, Jordan Poole, he, he might be an interesting buy-low candidate, but he also has, to me, limited upside due to his defense and the fact that he's not really a point guard. And I'm just more interested if I'm a team like the Magic, a team like the Spurs, that really has a lot of upside with my great young players. Do I want to lock into Jordan Poole now? I think I would rather just find out what's behind door number two a year from now than make that deal, unless I'm getting something really powerful to incentivize me to do that i think that's right uh let me let me throw a crazy ass wild card out to you okay uh actually i uh, i don't know if that's quite right they'd probably have to do another trade after this uh jordan Poole for rashawn holmes does sacramento need another guard that doesn't defend though they would have to trade malik monk that's the problem uh, who actually was way better than Jordan Poole in the last <laughs> and, 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 and makes and makes one third as much <laughs> Yeah, Mike Brown, who has the, the Mike, Mike Brown, Brown connection has a, has a voice there. We're, but Mike Brown's like, hey, uh, you remember remember that guy that we went after every single possession <laughs> yeah, that he was in the game? Can we trade for him? him? Hey, he only makes twenty nine million this year. <laughs> He'll be a, a defensive decoy, so they stop going after Sabonis. And the other thing for Golden State too is. Poole does perform an important function on the team. You have to get something back that would, uh, someone who would be similar. I think actually Jordan Poole to Utah would have made some sense, but they already have Colin Sexton, who's basically the same guy. So uh, like to Jordan Poole for Jordan Clarkson would actually be interesting, right? Because Golden State does need somebody like that. Still, like you can't only have one guy on the team who can dribble if you move on from Poole. It's just, 
I guess it ultimately comes down to is Joe Lacob willing to just suck it up for one more year? Yeah. Because their other problem is now with the new minimum salary rules, it's not like you could just dump Jordan Poole during the season to a team that has space. Like nobody's going to have that level of space anymore during the season. Oof. All right, let's let's get on to another team here. I, I like to just let the conversation flow, but we're probably getting a little too far afield here. Jamal Murray with Denver, three years, hundred forty-five million. Would have to sign it before the start of the season. That that might be one right there. That that one may have legs. I mean, if you're if you're Denver, you want to keep this together, right? Oh yeah, you make the offer surely uh, as the Nuggets. I think it's more a question of whether Murray takes it or not at this at this point in time. I would be tempted to take that if I were him. Yeah, with the ACL, so twenty six now. That would be twenty eight through thirty one seasons. 28 is a good time to be a free agent, though, or close to it. So maybe you do want to go the extra to get an extra year with a four-year deal. He also actually, I mean, the other reason, especially now that he's gotten all this pub, he could be eligible for designated player veteran extension after this oh, year. Oh, he, he makes third-team All-NBA next year. That's a great point. So that's the reason for him to turn that down. Yeah. Now, he hasn't made an all-star team, but because of the fact that he's, I think, has done this again in the playoffs, that that, that kind of tends to carry over to the next year's All-NBA selections. Of course, he'll have to play 65 games. Yes. <laughs> but, if it, but if he does, because there's a lot of guys who won't, he actually has a much better chance of making it. Yeah. Yeah. Making it at that third team All-NBA guard is brutal. But if you're on a winning team and you have a playoff resume, that can... Because everyone in that arena who's in competition there. Oh, I guess the oh here's the other thing too, John. No more positions all NBA. Yeah. Does that help him or hurt him? Probably helps, right? Probably probably helps. Cause I thought the for, for, forward there's a lot of like age slash injury guys or guys that people weren't totally comfortable putting on an all NBA team. Yeah, I think it's just generally gonna skew younger now with this sixty-five game thing too. So yeah, a lot of the forwards, no Kawhi, probably no KD, probably no LeBron next year, or at least a, a few of those guys won't be in contention. And so some of these younger guards who are just going to put up stats, but then maybe he differentiates himself from those guys by the fact that he has had this playoff resume. Yeah, okay. So ultimately, I think he he doesn't take it for that reason, then, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Who else do we need to talk about here? Unless you have one. Have we talked about Orlando? No. Would you extend? No, we haven't. It's, you extend it's Fultz, Fultz and Isaac, right? Yeah. I mean, Isaac is obviously his own thing. That It's got the non-guarantees. You need to see him play on the court and whatever. But Fultz, I wouldn't give him his maximum extension amount. But is he worth trying to lock up beyond this year? Or do you just want to ride it out and see what you have if you're Orlando? I ride it out because I, I'm just worried about it. So he makes $17 million this year, non-guaranteed. They'll pick that up. But his lack of shooting, he's a good player. He deserves a lot of credit for making himself into what he's been, coming back from the ACL. But he still can't shoot. And you just can't have that as your long-term option next to Paolo and Franz to me and whoever they're going to draft at, at 6 and 11 or whoever they might trade up for. And if I'm them, I'm going all out for Scoot Henderson to yes. add him to, to the this group the other thing is that having Fultz as an expiring along with Harris uh and some of these other guys you know Okiki and whatever like they're able to do some things in the trade market in season potentially and if you extend Fultz you you take that away a little bit so I would probably I would probably ride this out it's just not worth the win of like hey we got him for two years 21 million or something like it's just like so what 
Yeah, exactly. Another one that just doesn't have amazing upside. Another one where if you want to re-sign him, you don't see a cap space team going after him. That You can always make that offer to him after the season. You can always make it in season as well. I don't, I don't see a need to really push hard there. Uh, let's see. Who else do we need to talk about? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. D'Anthony Melton with Philly. That was the one I was looking at. Yeah, what do you got there? I would be I would be tempted to offer this. You can go as high as four years, seventy three million on him. I might be tempted to offer that whole bag. Oof, he's probably not still. Well, uh, much depends on what happens with Harden. There's reporting today that he's torn between Philly and Houston right now. But I mean, he's your starting shooting guard if James Harden leaves. And even if he isn't, I mean, he's basically he's basically your sixth starter. And if you trade Tobias Harris, he might end up starting too. Or if, you know, I mean, what what is P.J. Tucker right now? Like, is, is P.J. Sure. Tucker your starter next year? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you might be better off playing Harris at four and starting Melton. I, I think he's a significant minutes guy for you no matter what. And Absolutely. He's young enough that as you get into sort of this Melton, Maxi, Embiid future, I don't know. I think he's a big part of it. I think he's a guy that that would be tough for them to lose too, because they really have no yeah. ability to replace him. Yeah, I think if I ultimately if if my goals are or if my options are go into next year with him as a free agent or sign him to this extension. Well, I guess the other thing too is they could have cap space next offseason. They if can. Harden leaves. If Harden stays, I think you offer the extension. If he leaves, you probably need to just maintain that flexibility or make sure that this extension is something that would be tradable, which I'm not because he took a big step forward as a shooter last year and you just there's a it looked really good until the last five quarters of the season. But you also wonder if maybe there's a regression possibly coming there. Could be. I mean, that was that was his his issue in Memphis was that they never quite trusted him in the playoffs. And then Tobias Harris's extension eligible. That's another one where it would be a, a pay cut. He is a solid player. Maybe if Harden comes back, season's going well, you would you would only sign him to a deal that you would think would be instantly movable if needed. Because right think- now he's your big expiring too. Again, in terms of your right. trade flexibility, so I think you do want to hang on to that possibility for Philly that if some blockbuster comes up, you're you're there and you're you're ready to pounce. I know they're limited on future firsts that they can put in a deal. But because they have Maxi on his rookie deal still, I, I think that puts them in the conversation on on any kind of Durant-ish situation that may 
come up during the year and you never you know you never know where exactly they're going to come from san antonio zach collins would be the only one i would look at making 7.7 quietly played well last year made it through the season healthy he's eligible for that four for 73 that seems like too much but something along the lines of three for 13 million a year i think would be something i would offer to him i think he's a good fit as a 20 starting but maybe not closing center next to victor yeah yeah kind of a a transitional five until victor is filled out enough to play more minutes at five himself oh man i can't wait to talk about this draft with you in a future episode now that i'm finally actually watching film on all these guys okay okay good good this is exciting uh Taylor Horton Tucker, I guess he has a player option for this year. So probably not really part of this extension discussion. Like that'll just get, he'll either opt out or opt in. Well, I think especially but, with, with Utah, the way they're set up cap wise, what you would want to do is not have him do an opt in and an extension that builds off that. What you want to do is have him opt out, sign it a big number and then descend, right? Yeah. So I think with him and Clarkson, you're you're probably not looking to do an ex- a formal extension. What you're trying to do, if you're trying to keep them, is opt out, big number in year one, then go downhill. Has any player ever or actually gotten, okay opt in, renegotiate, and extend? Uh, too short of a deal. It's got to be a four year deal. Oh, you got me. Uh, Clarkson might be eligible for that. Huh. Yes, that actually would be true. But yeah, it would have to be after the three-year anniversary of the signing. Yeah, has anybody ever gotten paid more while never even having like one remotely effective season than Taylor Horton Tucker? Jim McElvain, Jerome uh, I was, James? I was going to say Michael Oluwakandi. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tucker had some good moments this last year. Uh, I think sure. he's still he's still young. He's still interesting, but did, it's did a he tough. Crack it's fifty percent true shooting this year. Yeah, yeah, I know that's the thing. It's it's did. tough to commit to him still because the two most important things, the shooting and the decision making, still quite aren't quite there, right? And with and without that, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, I stand corrected here, John. Uh huh. Fifty point eight percent true shooting last year <laughs> on twenty six usage. <laughs> granted their team was set up for him to have to do that but yeah but that's a marson right there but he also can't do anything else yeah yeah that's a tough one man on horton tucker you you might you might just need to play out the year with him there's just too much variance in how that can go yeah and what's the chance that he's gonna blow up to the point where he's gonna get so much more than that. yeah team friendly deal about the same they've got a bunch of other guards they got to deal with too what about clarkson though do you think he's gonna opt out or opt in seems to me more likely he would opt out and because this is his last chance to get paid i think he's had a really good year he's a good offensive player i did, the only thing i struggle with with him is who is the team that is a cap room team that is looking to sign somebody like him right now yeah, it seems like the mid-level it would be his ceiling elsewhere. And yeah, I like your idea of a renegotiated extension with him. That's interesting. We'll see. They'll probably try to do some other stuff first, but if they're, they can't do it, then maybe you do do that. And then you can get him going forward on a, a better deal. Larry Markinen, sadly for the Jazz, just they can't afford him right now. The most he could get is three years, 81 million. And he's going to be a guy who's looking at a max type of contract. If it were maybe a little bit more, you might say, hey, Larry, you just had the best year of your career. Like you haven't got paid that much. Like maybe there's, 
there's there's a deal to be had here. You know, if yeah. you if you were starting at thirty five million instead of twenty five million, then maybe that deal could get done, but doesn't seem that way. And he also actually could be eligible for renegotiating an extension next off season, and that might be something that is part of Utah's plan. They're just going to kind of save their money for to do that. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. All right, we're getting Ke- down Ke- to the dregs. Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, I guess so. Good player, fair contract. <laughs> yeah, Kelly Olynyk is going to be 33 next offseason. Yeah, it seems like something in the East, non-guaranteed actually for this year, but something along the lines of third slash fourth big money, $10 million a year if you were willing to do that for another yes. two, three years. I'd probably yeah. go there. All right, who else do we need to talk about here? Miami, Bam Adebayo is eligible for a two-year extension for $97 million. He's another guy who could be a designated player veteran extension guy, but uh, not for another two years after that. Hilariously, Jaron Jackson Jr. is eligible in Memphis, but only for two years. And so probably not one that he takes. He's been taking below market value. He made the all-star team. I think he'd yeah. be interested in that. Certainly would offer it as Memphis. Uh, what do you think... Uh- Haywood Highsmith in Miami would be worth on an extension. Or yeah, kind of in that Conchar Dean Wade mode, right? Again. Yeah, yeah, the six six million or so. I've I've really liked Highsmith a lot. Uh, his defense is really very very solid. Xavier Tillman in Memphis. He's uh, finishing up a minimum deal. Actually, has a team option. They could go the opt him out of the team option and sign him for cheaper route. That kind of that Jayshon Tate Lou Dort approached while he's still a restricted free agent more likely i think that they just let him play it out uh, or sign with the extension he's another guy who you know i, I think he's it maybe not full mid-level type of big i think he's a, like a guy that i like as a solid like third big type of guy yeah i, I think he's definitely between his age and his ability to fill in uh even sort of against good-ish teams but the value of that probably peaks at I don't know, like five or six million, right? Like it's just, it's a backup big at the end of the day. Um, yeah, maybe, but like he could switch a lot. He's got a lot of versatility. He's kind of like a poor man's Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter, excuse me. Yeah. I would pay him more. I think the league doesn't like him as much, but like the way he defended in that Lakers series is really impressive. He was good, right? If he, if he could ever figure out the shooting or just get a little better as a finisher, he had like a couple of games where he actually finished well, other games less so. So the thing with de- declining the option and then getting him to sign a descending money contract that is kind of interesting is that, remember, Memphis is going to end up kind of far from the tax this year, I think, um, even with whatever trades they do. Uh, if you price in a John Morant suspension. Yeah, I guess we'll find out on that one. Huh? And then, th- I mean, they're already not going to have Brooks back. I know there's there's probably some trades they're going to end up doing. I, I would think. I think they're just at that point with this roster. Like they don't need to use draft more draft picks and add more young players. I, I think they're going to be in consolidation mode. So so that will change things a little bit. But yeah, I still wonder about decline that option, pay him a little more this year, and know that you're getting it back with the with the jaw suspension, and then you have a lower number in the in the out years, and maybe it helps you hang on to him, or otherwise you might not be able to. Because it's tough to pay three centers, right? When you have Adams and Clark and Jackson, actually, and Tillman. So you're basically paying like four almost. But at the same time, you know that Clark isn't probably isn't going to be around this year, or you know, at least for the first half, certainly. Adams is still coming back from a knee and only has one year left after this one. So it's like a, it's a tricky time there. So maybe that 
that kind of stability has some value. Absolutely, and he's he's a good player. They need him. I to me, he's like a ten million dollar a year guy in terms of his value, and uh, like he started for a good team in the playoffs, and he he played well. I don't like he's not a game changer offensively, but he's just really solid on defense. He can defend in the post. He can move. He's smart. Anyway, I don't think he's going to get that much. I mean, maybe even if you don't have an agreement, you just opt him out and say, hey, you know, we we just want to sign you to a four year deal at like pretty good money right now you make a good point that it really doesn't make a huge difference to them how much he makes this year so you might as well work that pay him extra this year that he wouldn't have been eligible to make and then get him for cheaper going forward luke Kennard, they have a team option that they could decline on him the new cba rules actually would allow you to decline that team option and then pay him less i don't know if he would take that or not but he's not really a starter making 15 they could also just opt him into the team option when the time comes but maybe there's something there if they if they really like him just tough when he I thought that him, they found something maybe playing with him and then him not being available in game six, uh, they, they might have only lost by 25 if he'd been there. <laughs> I, I think you have to play this out. I, I think yeah. you didn't really get a feel yet for what it looks like with Kennard there in Memphis and how much can you play him next to Desmond Bain. I, I think you got to get a better feel for that this coming year before you really commit on an extension to a guy who at the end of the day is like your sixth or seventh best player. No, I agree with that. And you can also just go into the season with it anyway, because you could decline the team option, make him in the last year of his deal, and then do the extension. So you're not limited by the fact that he has two years left on his deal because of the team option. How about uh, Buddy Heald in Indiana? Is he finally an expiring contract this year? Yeah, he is. He's, it makes 19. Wow. Wow. It's, it's How time flies, eh? It's been a journey on that contract, huh? <laughs> Less of one than maybe we thought, but he's only gotten traded once. Yeah. Despite being in, he, he could have been on the Lakers. God, how would NBA history have changed if they make that, wow. that deal for him instead of the, even that would have been a bad deal. Like KCP is better than him just by himself. They would have moved him in that deal. That would have been a great deal for, what was it like? It was like Kuzma and KCP for a yeah. deal. That would have been an amazing deal for Sacramento. Yeah. The, um, the thing with Heald is I probably want to see what Benedict Matherin is going to be before I before I know what I want to do on Buddy. I would probably play this one out, maybe go into the season. He can sign during the season, right? Yes, he can. So I probably wouldn't have a ton of urgency on this one yet. I, I think the idea of, rec- of extending him is probably a good one for Indiana. Their cap sheet is relatively clean. They're positioned to be a good team if they could just find a real four. Uh, you know, they're going to have the seventh pick in the draft. Like, they, they got a lot of things to look forward to there. But you, you just don't want to paint yourself into another corner either. So I, I'd just probably be a little conservative there. Halliburton's going to be a max guy next year, so that's going to change their cap a little bit. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd wait is. this one out. Yeah. yeah, and he'll be 31 next offseason as well. Remember, he just added an extra year. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> compared to whatever how old everyone thought he was um daniel tice that's a great contract yeah. we we do we, before we finish here we're, we're almost done but i do want to pick the most hilarious extension candidate uh this is a good one though kj martin in houston yeah on paper somebody you should look to extend houston just uh, i they got a lot of decisions to make and it's all coming at the same time on all of these guys and they just got to figure out who's the priority and who's not. They have a team option for him. 
this year, which would be his fourth season. So this is one of those ones where he would be unrestricted at the end of next year. I think he's a guy who could develop better elsewhere. Although if they're ready to win, then maybe he could be useful. But I, I mean, I love his finishing. His, his defense is okay. His shooting is developing. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of hard to know. He certainly has a lot of raw building blocks that intrigue. But because he hasn't been on a real team, it's tough to know. And, awesome, I mean, I think, yeah. awesome left-handed dunker. Oh, yeah. And shot blocker, for that matter, too. Do you realize Houston has 10 players next year with either team option or non-guaranteed? 10 players. It's literally every single player under contract in 24-25 is, is one or the other. Yeah. Well, a lot of those are rookie scale guys. Yeah, right? they're rookie scale contracts mostly, but it's still yeah. it's fascinating. But, I mean, what do you think, Mark, what would be a fair extension for him, uh, uh, irrespective of what Houston's specific situation? I mean, they kind of went this route last year with Jay Sean Tate already. But, uh, I mean, are you are you going to offer, like, would $10 million a year, is that too much for him? Probably. Pro- probably a little on the high side. He's, he's somewhere, he's like that Conchar, Jay Sean Tate kind of money, I think. Yeah, he's more like a rotation forward, but I think someone who could emerge into being more. He's a little undersized, though, to play the four. He really is a four. Yeah. But he also could be devastating in that short roll role as well. Yeah, if he could figure out like that Bruce Bre- that Bruce Brown, Gary Payton Jr. Yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, I, I think I would probably offer $7 million a year to him and see if he takes it. But he also may just want out. But you can also you could offer him a seven million dollars a year for three years tacked on here if you opt in the team option and still trade him yeah. if you wanted to also yeah and he might he might be I don't know he might be more tradable on that yeah but I mean if I, if I'm him I would really like to either be traded or have Jayshon Tate be traded <laughs> because yeah. those guys are are quite redundant Total, one yeah. another yeah and are we almost done here Alec Burks. Oh, Spencer Dinwiddie is actually an interesting one. That's let's finish on him. Okay, makes twenty million this year. That's now guaranteed because he played enough games. I I thought he disappointed a little bit to me in Brooklyn, particularly in the playoffs. Although he's certainly overstretched as he and Mikhail Bridges essentially being the only guys who can dribble on the team, yeah. unless they're going to play Cam Thomas. But I think a, a, another. Would you go three more years with that same money for him? Probably not at his age. I mean, with him being in his 30s already and having had an ACL. Uh, yeah, I forgot he just turned 30 already. That's you might you might go partial on that third year, three years. 60, yeah, basically 50, the exact 50, same 50 contract he signed yeah. as a yeah. free agent. Now, now the ago, thing the thing it. I would dig my heels in is on the one dollar if they win the championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Get that down to it. Uh, although if it's, an, if it's an extension, I think it has. I, to it has to carry over in an extension. Right. Yeah, yeah that's so that right. that would be the amazing part. Yeah, I think that would be reasonable. Another one where you can go into the season on it. Yeah, if and, need be. And again, Brooklyn has some incentive to do something here because they don't have a tanking incentive. Uh, given that Houston owns their next four drafts or whatever it is, they kind of need to ride this out with Bridges, Dinwiddie, whatever. So. Yeah, there could be something there. Okay, who is the most ridiculous player on this list who is technically eligible for an extension? Oh, come on. It's not even close. Ben Simmons is eligible for a three-year, $145.8 million extension. <laughs> that has, yeah, that has to be the winner. I think that trumps Marco Simonovic, four years, $73 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the one. You're right. Okay, that'll do it for... 
Hollinger and Duncan, if you're listening on the public feed, please consider subscribing to Dunked On Prime where you can get every Hollinger and Duncan. Next week's episode will be exclusively available on Dunked On Prime. And there's never a better time to subscribe when we go into the mock-off season, the draft, uh, we're doing scouting reports, uh, uh, very in-depth. We just did Victor Wembanyama, who's available exclusively on Dunked On Prime as well. Got into where he ranks historically. How, do we think he will be a top 30 player of all time or maybe even higher when it's all said and done? We spent over an hour just breaking down at his tape. So that's the kind of stuff you're going to get on Dunked On Prime. If you're enough of a basketball junkie to want to listen to this show, I think you really enjoy Dunked On Prime. And if you're a student or in a, a different financial situation, if you look at the top of my Twitter profile, it's pinned there's a, a letter to subscribers just talking about downtown prime there is a way to get cheaper pricing if you are in uh different financial straits so you can check that out uh if uh that's the biggest thing that's uh, preventing you from subscribing so please give that a shot and uh john and i will be back next week on Dunkdown prime till then listening to your favorite podcast that's smart earning your degree online from southern new hampshire university that's really smart with 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.